0: Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel.
1: My name is Sarah.
2: My name is Aaron. I'm George.
3: My name is Neil.
0: This week is Robocop from 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven and written by Edward Neumeier and Michael Miner, starring Peter Weller, Nancy Allen, Ronnie Cox, Kurt Woodsmith, Miguel Ferrer, Ray Wise, blah, 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 blah There's a lot of character actors in it.
4: There are a lot of Ray Wise,
0: cats. though, is the real star. <laughs> uh, before we get into the movie proper We got two guests That would be us Oh, hi Hey! hey. <laughs> tell us about yourselves, gentlemen And tell us what your first experience With this movie was
4: We have our own podcast called The Why Minute And we are excited about this Because we we actually we Spent a good bit of time deliberating And we're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth And then Neil comes back and is like, I have it and it was like, What are your top ten? He's like and he listed Robocop for all ten. I'm like, Oh, that's a perfect. Perfect. Great.
3: We're doing that one. <laughs> yeah, and and we couldn't quite believe that it's not come up on the show before, and we're very glad. Yeah, it that hasn't. was my response. I'm like, wait, they haven't done that yet? <laughs>
2: I'm like, nope.
3: We we get this a lot quite often actually.
2: Yeah, well, we didn't
0: wanna we didn't want to do all the uh, the best known stuff right out the bat because you know, Yeah. To try to stretch it out.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like Pepper and a few like, you know, blockbuster hits here and there, like do all the really weird stuff, like Guyver and all that other stuff.
0: Yeah. Wait. Isn't Guyver like the same kind of movie as Robocop? <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah>. Pretty
5: <laughs> yeah, much one to one.
2: If you mean if you mean, you know, by weird, you mean perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
1: yeah, but this movie for oh, me, Guyver. it's
3: uh it, I, I chose it because it's A, it's awesome. Uh B, it was like it was one of those movies when I was a kid and so what is it 87 so I was nine years old when this came out you know the perfect age to watch a movie like this and um I just re- I remember yeah. it being talked about a lot yeah. at school and there was always one or two kids at my school that could kind of get their hands on kind of these movies on VHS you know because it was an 18 in, under our classification system so as, as high school kids as it was, late junior school kids, We you couldn't get hold of these things, but there was always one or two kids that could get them. And I remember getting my hands on on one of the copies and I I sat down and watched it on a Saturday morning, probably with my brother, and it just blew our minds.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing.
4: Yeah. My story's a little bit different because my dad learned his lesson when he took me to see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in the theater. Um. So yeah, is eighty four. I was seven, right? And oh, wow. uh, that that had a pretty profound effect on me to the point where I didn't see all of that movie until I was in my mid twenties because <laughs> I just yeah. I was like nope nope too much. So I didn't I didn't see uh, RoboCop until it was probably on VHS and that was probably like mm, I don't know eighty mm, nine. And I remember trying to explain some of the scenes to my aunt and one scene in particular involving uh, a nuclear waste vat like grossed me out so much that <laughs> one oh, yeah, yeah. well, i remember trying to explain this to her and i was like like gagging as like i'm trying to describe how how this happened and how, but it's still so gross to me and she was like i don't i, I think i don't think I, think I need to see this movie because you're obviously about to throw up on me just telling me about this part <laughs> and she was not wrong i really if i had kept going i probably would have like Dry heaved or something. I don't know, it, but Amazing. that was a pretty intense part. Oh my
1: gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah.
3: How about how about you guys?
2: My first experience uh, seeing this movie was is that uh, I, I kept seeing the movie poster everywhere, so I kept bugging my mom like, "Mom, you got to take me to see this movie." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> got it. You you just have to. Famous last and words. My, my mom, my mom is so awesome. Like she didn't take me to go see it, but she did rent it for me. Mm-hmm. And she, but but like totally censored it like like uh, like like he was a cop and then suddenly he was a robot like she just fast forwarded it oh yeah (laughs) that's the thing it's like
4: i'm sure we'll get in more on this later with the whole ratings controversy but there's a lot to take out if you're trying to make it palatable for like a nine-year-old you know yeah i think i I think we were i
2: think we were done watching it like 10 minutes you know because she just like (laughs) fast forwarding (laughs) it you know but I have to say I was really impressed that she even like did that for me, you know. Yeah, so. He saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that made you the man you are today. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Fast forward through all violent scenes and all movies. You know? <laughs> yeah. My, my dad used to censor things by like – so
4: we were watching it and he could see something like – he either knew about it ahead of time or he was pretty good at predicting. But if it was – and it was always like a sexual thing. It was always boobs or, you know, censor right. sex. Yeah. And he right. would jump up and grab his shirt and like spread it out to block the television <laughs> and then watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, this happened. And then watch until it was over. And then he would, okay, sit so back. I remember that, like, American Ninja and, like, all sorts of things where, like, I missed parts of it because he was like, nope, can't do that. And he would, like.
1: The shirt.
4: They Pull the shirt move.
0: Like Dracula. <laughs> That's <Yes>. amazing. <laughs> His cape.
1: Our parents would, like, make us get up and leave the room. They'd, like, pause it and they'd go, you guys get out of here. <laughs> and then they would, like call us back in maybe five minutes later. And I always remember thinking, like, what happened in those five minutes? The, and the, it probably wasn't that long, you know, like, whatever, they, somebody taking their clothes off or something. Well
2: My dad th- would change the channel. But
4: <laughs> well, then how would <laughs> you know? Would yeah, this is like, everybody misses out on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah exactly, exactly. Well, my <laughs>
4: dad's method was somewhat ridiculous. At least proof. we kind of kept with the flow of the movie. And the thing is, like, we could hear what was going on. I think over censorship like that when you're a kid, I mean, it just makes you want to see it more. It doesn't protect you from it. It just makes you more curious. And I was devious. So I just kept, I was like, oh, okay, I see you, old man. I see you. We had this for two days. You got to sleep at some
3: point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there, and I'm gonna walk away. I'll see you later. But Aaron, I'm glad you mentioned the poster because it was the the poster was badass, wasn't it? And and it was. When, oh when oh you're my When you step out of the car and you just like but that's the I, thing I like must the poster was like,
4: hey, I'm, a robot guy it's... out of a car, and that was it. They didn't tell you anything about what was in this movie.
1: Nothing. <laughs> I mean, and there's the a lot of
2: stuff you in this movie you need to know.
1: Also, that was enough to sell it again. <laughs> well, to a ten-year-old kid, for me, kid it was for sure. also
2: the it was also the extensive uh, uh, toy line right. that was thrown everywhere. <laughs> Ed like, two yep. oh nine. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I saw those toys, and I was like, "Whoa!
1: Why did they make toys for this? Because
4: they, they were <laughs> built they for so. action figures. Most everything that was really
0: cool in this movie is plastic." Yeah, Yeah,
1: but it wasn't for kids, was it?
0: They they made a cartoon out of it eventually, so it was just one of those properties that they made into.
1: It's like they they thought they could make money off of it because everybody thought the poster was cool and stuff, but it probably wasn't recommended for kids. They're like,
2: what's the the
0: difference between RoboCop and G.I. Joe? Come on.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I just have this strong enthusiasm to explain the RoboCop action figure right now. I'm trying really hard to, like, not just, like, <laughs> go crazy to the microphone right now. <laughs> so many cool action figures. The glow-in-the-dark RoboCop, the one with the cap gun kind of, like, thing in oh, the back. Oh, I missed these ones. <laughs> oh, so good. They, yeah. they were probably,
4: you probably missed that van, Neil. Yeah, the fun, <laughs> the fun came right.
2: <laughs> I was just a very impressionable age that this was, like, yeah, like, this was it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh so I probably saw this on T V in like an edited form. Um right. I, I have much more distinct memories of seeing an un- the you know, the the regular version of Robocop two with Kane hmm. looking all freaked out, you know, yeah. with his giant head.
4: And the weird drugs and,
0: and Yeah, that scene at the end where he like tears his brain out of the top of the robot, you know. Like oh, uh, yeah. So, I'm sure I saw this, one, once again, too young, <laughs> I didn't re-experience it till like, my late 20s. Like, I just didn't, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, Robocop, you gotta watch it again. And, and now I kind of, I kind of uh, love it, although I don't, um, there are people that, like, worship at the altar of Robocop. <laughs> I don't do that, but <laughs> I do, I do like it a lot. Sarah? Yeah. It's time to confess.
2: Open up.
1: I'm just I'm just gonna say, I never saw Robocop before today. Uh-huh. Heard people talk about it a lot. I think I asked my parents about watching it when I was younger, because I do think that when we were kids, it was, like, out there in front and center. But I think like, when I was younger, I used to get scared of, like, violence and stuff. And... Somebody just told me it was a violent movie.
4: They were not wrong.
1: And I was <laughs> like, okay, it's violent, so I'll just avoid it. And then I started to get older and I wasn't interested in it anymore. I was like, I don't care about a RoboCop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like,
0: un-American.
1: I don't even know this actor from anything else. Like, I don't even know. And it's violent. I was thinking, like, I had all kinds of imaginary ideas of what this movie could be in my head but now that i've seen it i th- i think i was a little bit <laughs> not as not as into this movie as you guys <laughs> were maybe because i'm 35 now and it's not as cool <laughs> for me but i i think it's cool it's a cool action movie but for me it wasn't you know, wasn't as good as like Terminator and stuff for me. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I mean, when you put it compared to Terminator, I can, I can see what you're what saying. You as,
4: as far as comparing apples to oranges, Terminator and Robocop, they have a lot of similarities, but I think that at their core, they're still very, very different movies. So, I mean, yeah. it's like you said Terminator, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've never even made the connection that they even had. like, even though they have like a primary mechanical protagonist. I just, you know... It just yeah,
3: but you know the 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 trailer for RoboCop actually used the Terminator music. Did you know that?
1: Ooh. Really?
3: Yeah, they just because uh, it's they're both Orion. Maybe
1: I did know that. Maybe maybe that's yeah. what made me compare it in my head. There you is go. Just remembering seeing well, it. Well,
3: I mean, it's
0: a robot, yeah, a robot man pursuing other robot. Be- no, not robot people. What? I don't know.
4: The Real people in the first one, and then secondary robot people in the second one.
0: That's right. Yes, this is this is kind of a glorious movie. Okay, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, what, what's great about this movie is that there's so much more to it than just the violence, right? It's just it's there's so much more to it than just a, an action movie.
4: Yeah, it's all about the satire. It's all about the weird dystopian future. It's about the technology, it's about the special effects, which were pretty freaking awesome.
1: I heard this was satire too, but like I experiencing watching it, I was like they seem pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, I mean, it was all the
4: commercials. It was the TV shows. Yeah. It, was, it was like the SUX 6000, which, you know, is the spoof on, you know, low efficiency, high flash cars. It was very right. much a commentary on like, you know, commercial capitalist society and all that other stuff. It, it was very, it does have a lot of, of, of parody. Especially like just yeah. the opening bit with the, with the bit about the Jarvik 6000 or whatever the number on the card is. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a sports model. Yeah, there's financing <laughs> options and we care. It's it's just total skewering of the medical industry. And that was back yeah. in 1987. Imagine what they would do with it today.
0: A corporation owning the police force. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain crimes are bad, you know, obviously violent crimes and theft and. And other stuff, but, like, uh, gentrification, that's fine.
4: Oh, yeah, that's cool. Let's just destroy an entire
2: part of town and build
4: a new one, because it's prettier.
0: That's right.
2: I I also just wanted to add, this is uh, one of Campo's favorite movies, too. Mm -hmm. She really digs it.
0: Yeah. That's his wife, by the way. Hi! Hi! Yeah. So, I think... The way this movie is paced, it's like you can't look away, everything happens so fast, and that's kind of amazing. Like uh, once again, comparing it to Terminator, I do feel like there were parts in Terminator that um they're not lols, because I think Terminator is a really good movie, but they're they're like lower paced. Yeah. Like
4: Yeah, it's a little bit more deliberately paced, whereas this one's sort of like it opens and then it just like ranks up to eleven and just doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. They're first day on the job, Peter Weller. Like, hey, <laughs> or not, not the first job, but you know what I mean.
4: Yeah, we 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 work <laughs> yeah. in this precinct.
3: One thing <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't pick up on until I watched it and and you know was paying closer attention to what these guys are saying was that um, OCP have been so the bad guys right OCP have been moving. With, yes. Are you
4: down with OCP?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: They've been moving.
0: Because you guys are. You guys are all off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They've been moving cops around to precincts in order to yeah. mm-hmm. facilitate the Robocop program. By and this is why Murphy's been moved to this precinct. And it comes up later in the boardroom, and 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 they ex- you know he's explaining to uh, uh, he's explaining to the old man. Bob Morton's explaining to the old man that we've we've placed uh, you know key. Uh, key people in in specific precincts to facilitate the this uh this this robocop program to to get candidates prime candidates into death zones basically and i didn't pick that up until i started watching this again recently so although it was, this is ocp's kind of you know this is part of the reason why they've taken over the police force um not just because of uh the attempt to to militarize it and to you know get kind of contracts off the back of it and and also to clean out the old Delta City, but uh, it I don't know it just it just added a new level to me that uh, I hadn't picked up on before.
1: Yeah, those like choreographed they they had put people in certain places to make the. RoboCop system be able to be a viable plan
4: for them. and I thought, it was, I thought it was a great script reveal that they didn't say outset what the RoboCop program was. They just said, so, okay, we have an alternative to ED-209, which, as we learn, like I said, this movie goes up to 11 very quickly that this is not quite a viable program, <laughs> especially when it comes to some of your <laughs> junior executives. Uh, so- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we talked earlier a little bit about, about the rating system like cuz like we said originally this one was rated x back when x was an actual rating and and because of the violence there was no other reason other than the violence wow. and the two scenes that made it pushed pushed it over into like from r from a hard r to x were um the execution scene of murphy and then the boardroom oh, yeah. scene with the junior exec and the only addition to the mo- here's the difference The difference between the runtime of the one that we see in the theaters, which is like 102 minutes, the unrated Mm -hmm. version is 103 minutes. And all they did was chop off a scene where um, Murphy's arm gets blown off, and then they trimmed down the scene where the junior executive is – I can't remember his name – is getting – Kenny. Pure by Ed209 in the middle of the boardroom. And they just, <laughs> they shaved those two scenes down and cut out a few things. And it, it went from an X, which was back then, like, that was rated for, like, pornography and that sort of thing. Like, that's how high a rating it got. But they shaved it wow. down and then backed it up. And then those two scenes pushed it into the, it was still a really hard R, but it was still in the um, R rated territory.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, I mean, that was an R that you could still take home to Mother. And uh, <laughs> the R that they originally had, you know, just, just no good. I wonder if the version that I saw was the extended one. Because when that guy, when the executive gets shot, I was like, this feels like it's going on longer than I
1: remember. Yeah, that is the version that we watched. Oh, okay. It we doesn't watched say. the more, yeah, over uh, the top one. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the arms thing, too. And the mm-hmm. thing is, like,
4: today, like, those those levels of violence are, like, awful. But at the same time, we're a bit more, I guess, immune to it, sort of, in a way. Because that's, like, oh, that's all that made it a d- difference. Now, I mean, we have, like, saw and things like that where people are getting, you know, being their eyeballs gouged out with some, some hypodermic needles. And we're like, oh, that's messed up. Let's make 15 more.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's Yeah. I guess. As many as we can. <laughs> I do feel like this was kind of horror movie extreme, though. Like, I feel like the violent, like, even, like, very violent movies nowadays tend to shy away from, like, showing you, like, impact, you know, or... uh They'll they, cut they'll away at the last you, minute, yeah. Yeah, they'll show you the aftermath, or they won't show you the aftermath, they'll just be, like da-da-da and the guy flies off screen or something like that or uh you know horror movie like you said we'll see right before the knife is going to go into somebody's head and then we'll hear like on a black screen we'll hear a squelch so yeah like this one is like you see murphy's hand fly off you know yeah. you see that executive Mom, 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 you know, all those squibs, that guy,
4: yeah, it be is, an oh, yeah, I mean, come on, if each one's like getting hit by a little like a punch, it's like that's yeah. like twenty or thirty squibs going off on that guy in rapid succession well and
3: and that stuff is gold to a ten year old boy <laughs>
5: <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, I don't
3: know, I was a little <laughs> sensitive, I like, guess, because I didn't I was like I remember when I saw this, I was
4: like, that's awesome, but I was also like slightly terrified of this movie when it first when I first saw exactly.
3: it exactly. Yes, awesome and terrified.
0: That's that's the that's the formative uh, kind of thing that you need for your schoolyard stories. You need <laughs> those exactly. nice movies. It's like all I remember was terrible things happened. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, this comes
4: from like sheltering your kids I and mean, be like not showing them bad things, and then all of a sudden they revel in it when they feel they're discovering some un- some undiscovered country.
0: Oh, well, that explains my life.
2: <laughs> i was just gonna say the, the the line robocop's like dead or alive you're coming with me like mm-hmm. that, that forever imprinted in my brain like
4: <laughs> and apparently amazing. it also imprinted in his brain because he remembered it after he had his memory wiped oh, yeah
0: yep also spinning the gun like uh-huh. he, he had his memory wiped his first time in that in the uh Police station. Mm. He's already spinning his guns, so I, I guess they didn't do a very good job. Yeah. So
4: what yeah. was that supposed to be? Uh, just from a just from a, a script perspective, was he was the process not perfect? So they didn't completely wipe his memory, or were, were those memories so ingrained that even a complete digital overhaul couldn't replace those parts? Because he did take a pretty solid shot to the brain. It's.
1: I don't think they had it perfected yet. I think they threw it into a live action before it was ready that's my opinion
3: yeah they kind of rushed the process and that's why there was a few you know gaps and and it's it's part of a a broader commentary in this movie about technology and the failure of technology and you know the kind of they're presenting it as a as a as a future and you know we've got all this great new stuff but it always goes wrong i mean look at ed 209 and even robocop himself as you say you know they, they didn't get it quite right 'Cause they have the he still has these latent memories. And you get that commercial or that uh, that news clip of the um, of the laser in the in orbit and it accidentally mm-hmm. goes wrong and you know destroy like destroys just, like it destroys Santa Barbara, which <laughs> yeah. we live about twenty miles from. <laughs> you guys Santa would be Santa
1: Barbara, California. Yep.
4: So you know toast attend-
0: is toast.
4: Was it Santa the- Barbara that got destroyed in Starship Troopers or was it Sao Paulo?
0: Oh no, that was uh, someplace in South America. Okay,
4: right? yeah, I think it was Brazil. Because I, I, if, I, and it's funny because it's also a Verhoeven movie. Yeah, also having just, his signature. Um, he he loves those coed shower scenes a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. a oh, lot. Yeah, a <laughs> lot. Same
1: thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, also gold to a ten-year-old. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I I never saw Starship. Troopers Wait, wait. How either. how
0: old were you when Starship Troopers came out? Oh,
3: a bit <laughs> later. What, what year was that? Bit after this wasn't it? That was ninety a bit, something. Yeah, that okay, was in So the based 90s. on what you were
0: telling me, you were handing this movie out to ten year old kids. I think we need to talk about it <laughs> from the back of a
3: van.
1: I think this underground tape swap <laughs> sounds interesting. You guys have like a <laughs> network of shared videos.
3: There's always yeah. one or two shady kids. Yeah, okay. it was a
0: torrent <laughs> <of the right laughs> long before
4: there was an actual torrent.
0: Yeah, we have two VCRs, so I could just record videos whenever I want.
4: And then I could rewind them as soon as we're done. (laughs) People were doing that. It's true. I rewind them
0: in this race car.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I had a 57 Chevy. My dad was in old cars. So it's quite bold of this movie to effectively kill the hero like 25 minutes in. Yeah, that was part of the, the the groundbreaking nature
4: of the script. Aside from the fact that it was really violent, it definitely departed from the actual. I mean, we're I mean, uh, aside from what was it Evil Dead 2 or um oh, was it Evil Dead where Ash dies in the beginning and he comes back? Am I getting that completely wrong?
0: No, I don't I don't remember Not that sure. happening. Aaron would know, but he just walked away. <laughs>
4: Damn it, Aaron.
0: Thanks a lot, Aaron. I'm
4: going to do nothing Aaron. but Wado
0: impressions while
2: he's gone. <laughs> oh, hello. Aaron, money, which only one money. is it where
0: ash does ash die in the beginning of any of the evil dead things and come back to life uh not in the movies no no okay, okay. i'm remember remembering be. a
4: different movie from i remember watching this like one of those clip shows that they used to show around halloween they would show all these bits and pieces about horror movies and there was one movie that was a horror bit where the the protagonist died in like the first 10 minutes of the movie and then came back and then spent the rest of the time like you know sort of like Terrassing around as, like, this altered was being. Was
0: it man- Maniac Cop?
4: No, no, I remember he died in <laughs> a forest, so um, okay, it was Because
0: Maniac Cop also has, uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Bruce Campbell, so. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: <sighs> in your guy's opinion, do you feel like, um, what's his name? Marshall? Murphy. 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 <laughs> Which one is Marshall? <laughs> Murphy. Marshall's Um, a real slim shady. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Do you feel like he's introduced in the beginning as like, kind of supposed to be scrawny? He's on the slender side. And then they beat him up with the Robocop suit? Or do you think that he's already supposed to be kind of a badass?
0: I think he's supposed to be a badass. I think he's supposed to be a handsome leading man.
5: What's yeah. funny
4: is I think um, I read somewhere that both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rutger Hauer were in line to play Robocop first, but because they were so bulky, the suit would have made them look massive. So they purposely went the other way and went for someone who was very slender. And also apparently uh, Peter Weller went through like months of mime class to to facilitate <sighs> being a robot. Oh, that's amazing.
2: But the thing is, He
4: originally the RoboCop suit was supposed to be very sleek and like like style and he's supposed to be very fast and agile. But then they got it on the first day and they put him in it (laughs) and they're like, this won't work. So he had to go back and redo all of his mime work with it. He had a mime coach and do like very like bulky, like redo his movements to incorporate them into this suit.
0: I like that better in like a commentary way, like, "Oh, here's the new, level, you know, level of police officer," and he walks around like one of those toy robots. Whoo, whoo. Doom, doom, doom! <laughs> doom. This then, is the best we can do. And it's
4: another great. thing is the suit was so bulky that every <laughs> shot you see of him in the car is just from the—he's just wearing it from the waist up because he, oh, he couldn't fit yeah. into the car with the entire suit
5: on. <laughs> No, that's but the same as me in a car. Out. That's
4: uh, that's what I do too.
0: <laughs> so the hey, they get take your pants off. You don't so they wrinkle. would
4: put the boots on him, and then they would you would show his feet coming out of the car just to establish that he was wearing the suit. But he was like basically in his just. underwear from the waist down. He was just Porky Pig in that. I'm glad they didn't do that in the poster.
2: <laughs> that would have
4: definitely changed the tone of the poster.
0: That's why that it was would. originally rated X. They used to all, all the kinds of penis shots. He's just wearing like heart boxers or something. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It'll be trouble. <laughs> in my boxers. That's all, folks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So his killing, the killing of Murphy, um, represents crucifixion. This is according to to Paul Verhoeven, and of course, the oh, rest yeah. of the movie is his oh, resurrection. God. Well, he's dead. Who's the from or something like that? Coming in.
0: Yeah, Christ. Yeah, he went around and killed all these uh, punk mm-hmm. kids. That's right. <laughs> It's so a definitely different
4: take. Is, on the isn't story. that in the Bible, dead or alive? You're coming with me.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Paul. <laughs> That's what the whole crucifixion was about, right? Yeah. Can you fly, Jesus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was with that line? <laughs> That's
3: a really I was great. Like,
1: line. I was oh, so Eric
0: Foreman's dad was a jerk. He's just a bastard.
3: <laughs> Those two guys def- so the two bad bi- guys. Like so can Ronnie you fly, Cox. Bobby? Ronnie Cox yeah. as Dick Jones and Kurtwood Smith as Clarence Bodica. These guys must have had so much fun on this movie. Both, I think so. They both so. played. Uh, the, it was the first time they'd both played like bad guys. They were both on I TV like. I think it was Kurtwood like, Smith's guys. only time as playing a bad guy, wasn't it? Possibly.
0: No, he's played bad guys in other things. Oh, really. The thing uh, is like,
4: okay. I only know him as Eric Foreman's dad outside from this movie, so I can't remember much of he's been in anything
3: but that and then that 70s show for like twenty-five years. Yeah. I mean, this is in- definitely <laughs> the first one he had, so he's just got stuck into it, didn't he?
0: In my opinion, he played a bad guy in Dead Poets Society, you know, when his son <laughs> hangs himself. The
1: dad, yeah. <laughs> I I said um, Laura Palmer's dad and that seventies show dad. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Team up. Team up. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I feel like I've seen him in other things, but he, he is so amazing in this movie. Oh, He is so great.
4: He is a good actor. He just carries, he has this crazy weird, um, uh, Oh, funny story. So the reason he wears glasses is because Paul Verhoeven is, is from the Netherlands. And apparently there's a, uh, a world war two Nazi, um, museum, uh, nearby. And he felt that, um, Curtwood uh, Smith looked like um Heinrich Himmler with his glasses on,
2: oh. and
4: so he made him wear the glasses because he felt he looked like a Nazi war criminal with them on.
2: Whoa! Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> wow.
1: I gotta tell you, I thought this was a little bit more surface than that. I didn't, I didn't expect there to be layers. <laughs>
0: There's delicious layers. You just got to dig in with your, you know, full
2: wholehearted with your spoons. Even sure e- didn't oh, – Go for it. No, no. Okay. Sorry, Aaron. You had – I talk a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry, man. I was just going to add that I, I I thoroughly enjoyed his uh, his gang of uh, minions. They I were all – uh, Yeah. Except
4: – Oh, what's the, what's the I can't remember his name. But the guy – he laughed so much and it, his laugh drove me crazy. The Like the yeah, high-pitched yeah. like
2: – Oh,
4: oh I, yeah, I, yeah. The, yeah.
2: Just not for you, huh? Not for not me. For it's you. just
4: that drove me crazy.
0: Right. Oh, it's irritating, yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: But I like in the opening a- news bit where they have like the black and white of Clarence Boddicker, that looks like one of those weird like SS Nazi photos like from World War Two. Like this is like a shot of Himmler and Hitler together. Yeah. Dang.
1: Yeah, having not really had any point of reference for this, and the more you guys talk about it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, for little boys this must have been insanely cool oh, yeah <laughs> but um, <laughs> for me um the things i was reminded of were kind of demolition man and oh, uh that's total be a recall one to total recall uh-huh. yeah, total yeah. recall makes yeah. sense it's paul verhoeven yeah.
4: yeah that was also by paul verhoeven yeah
1: uh, yeah i totally get the like commercials and stuff that they were doing like As a kind of background setting to the society being the same as in this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, Demolition Man was one of the only tapes I had when I lived in China for a year. So, I (laughs) I practically have that one memorized.
4: (laughs) I have a – okay, a little sidebar with Demolition Man, um, just because it's such a weird story. I had my wisdom teeth out in 1995, um, right Uh before spring break, uh, junior year. And they gave me, it was a pretty intensive procedure. They gave me some very intense drugs as a result. And uh, apparently after the fact, one day I look at my brother, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's watch Demolition Man. And he goes like, oh my God. I'm like, what? He's like, you don't remember? I'm like, no. He's like, we watched that movie three times a day for the entire week you were hopped up on drugs. (laughs) And every time you finished that movie, you said, hey, let's watch Demolition Man. Like you had never seen it before.
5: (laughs) Oh, my god! And to this
4: day, I have trouble remembering the plot to Demolition Man, even though I've seen it many times since then, not on drugs. (laughs) But apparently, Uh -uh. upon upon Uh. these these narcotics they gave me, my neural pathways that formed around Demolition Man – don't let it sink in my brain so, so you, it's weird so you still to don't know how day, the three
3: seashells works
4: I have no idea <laughs> but like the thing is like it's funny Is like because I still can watch this movie and be like oh that's really cool oh wait that is part of this movie and to be surprised it's it's bizarre it's like having amnesia but for a very blow up like action-y Sylvester Stallone movie
3: hey guys should we watch uh, Demolition Man
4: <laughs>
2: yeah let's watch it right now let's should we it? do it <laughs>
0: Simon
4: Phoenix. The thing is I can remember bits and pieces of it like right now, but like this movie I can like almost recite for you word for word and like that sort of thing. Demolition Man, I'm like completely out of left field sometimes. Like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. Wait, I've seen this forty (laughs) seven (laughs) times.
0: Yeah. Once uh, Dennis Leary gets on the screen, the (laughs) mind just goes blank.
4: His whole taco bell rant. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Or pizza hut, depending on your demographic. So, uh, yeah. Who else? Miguel Ferrer, I think, is a lot of yeah, a lot of fun in this movie. In oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was sad yeah. because he was like, you know, yeah. His uh, his execution is fantastic scene
2: oh my gosh yes oh man that could you find it. two
4: more 80s girls than those prostitutes he's with in this scene
3: models george nope. they're models oh sorry sorry <laughs> comfort models comfort girls I'd buy
1: them for a dollar <laughs>
3: <laughs> you oh man but that that house you know that was like a, a futuristic house right it's uh It was so futuristic that house, yeah. That weird bank of CRT TVs he's got. Well, this is (laughs) obviously what they thought. Like, you know, in the future, what what are we going to have? Like, and they didn't think that you know TVs would get like big and like they are. They thought we'll just have lots of them.
4: I love. I love it. (laughs) I love it when movies try to imagine, but still only build with current technology. (laughs) You <laughs> remember like Johnny Mnemonic where they have that weird like assemblage, dolphin assemblage that's like all just built out of old CRT TVs because they just didn't think that – maybe we just have one big TV. Maybe it's just really huge.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like Batman's computer setup in, uh, in Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, multiple that's TVs. Oh,
1: right. right. uh, yeah. It's
2: like a bunch <laughs> yeah.
4: of netted together Commodore 64s yo
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> they could have projected if they if they thought about it. They could have like had a huge projection yeah, of. Here's it. the thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. They're making this for movie theaters. Movie theaters have giant screens for decades, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? We're gonna have in the future 47 televisions all locked together <laughs> on two VCRs to service them both. Uh, Although the fact that he'd have a disc player that was pretty intense.
0: Didn't you guys have that setup? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
3: It's like my setup right now. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah.
1: I had totally forgotten about that woman that did the news.
3: Oh, Lisa uh, Gibbons?
1: Yeah, I had forgotten mm-hmm. about her 100%, and then I saw her, and I was like, oh, I kind of missed that lady. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was I a great cameo. over at the Vaughn's parking lot with a sign.
1: Oh, give um, it a <laughs> 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 uh,
0: uh, I thought it was interesting that when, uh, when Mr. Boddicker there goes to deliver that message and he pulls out a disc like a it looks like a cd almost that's exactly what it was and he
4: just shoves it in i'm like that's that okay that's high tech someone knows a guy from japan who has a cd player (laughs) and this is like the only there's like four of these in the world and they got one just for this movie
0: they got that right we got discs for all our media now uh what is a usb 4.0 that that's like a giant (laughs) spike coming out oh serious (laughs) that was that was a great that
4: that was one of those futuristic things that was an awesome thing like the whole like fist spike that was that was a
3: sweet moment
2: when i was a kid i used to call it robocop's middle finger (laughs) nice
3: (laughs) well is he giving the finger to the to the guy in the um in the data room Kinda, like, basically. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it right. He
0: definitely
1: does. It Doesn't is. Terminator have something like that? Where he can like just put a hand into something and do stuff?
5: Is
4: not his finger? I mean Yeah. Tilt down I and mean, put it
0: that way, yeah.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> mean
3: Was it just I me don't or know. did 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 any of you guys think that um in The Force Awakens when, when BB eight pops his little lighter out and flicks it up? Did I, did anyone else think that was the finger? Cause I thought that no, was no, that the finger. was a thumbs up. That's <laughs> yeah, a thumbs up.
1: I think I did too. I thought it was. I
0: the mean, finger. It would have made it would have made sense if uh, what's his name had given him the finger and he gave the finger back. I don't, yeah, it was a, a that's back. a
4: thumbs up. I think you're reading a little too dark on that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: that was my that
3: was my take. I thought it was the finger.
0: Poe Dameron's finger is always on fire. That's something yeah. most people don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, so. But more future technology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Neil. No, no. Go love? ahead. Okay. Uh, Ed two o nine. Oh, yeah. Seems P- like there's a lot of flaws in the design because, <laughs> like, first of all, they installed multiple <laughs> animal sounds. Oh, oh yeah. My
1: gosh. Yeah. Animals.
0: Like, there's the lion roar, but also a pig squeal. Like, who thought that was a good idea?
3: <laughs> We're gonna need something <laughs> when he gets yeah. hurt. <laughs>
1: Like, just, to, just to let us know. <laughs> that was like the thing for me, mm-hmm. the stop motion of that.
4: Yeah, wasn't that supposed to be like an aggressive, like, okay, he's roaring because he's like I- initializing aggression. Right. That's yeah.
1: intimidating.
0: Yeah. That, that, oh, that yeah. almost makes sense. What, what were you going to say about stop motions,
1: Scott? Oh, I was just saying the style of it reminded me of the thing, like, because mm-hmm. I just saw that as well recently for the first time oh nice nice yeah. well you the know
2: st- who was in charge
4: of those special effects was phil tippett
0: oh yeah that guy i don't know who that is, who who is that? <laughs> uh he, he worked man. on visual effects no for <laughs>
4: indiana jones temple of doom empire um oh. star wars like all of them oh, he was cool. he was one cool. of the uh, stop motion guys he worked on uh, uh at ats and that sort of thing and he was the, oh, like, the yeah
2: was he a contemporary of like Harryhausen, stuff like that? Uh, probably
4: like a protege because Harryhausen okay. was a lot older because he did like you oh, know yeah. the, the, the Titan movies back in the day. But if you look on his IMDb page, there is a specific photo of him working with Ed 209, like a black and white behind the scenes photo. Mm-hmm.
0: At 209, smoking a cigarette, and he's like, I, I don't know if I know my motivation. He's for like, this he's song. like <laughs> Work <laughs> with me. You got to work with
4: me, Phil. I don't know. I'm kind of losing it, man. I'm losing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. Just remember, man. Just just find a like, place.
4: The director's Dutch, and I can't understand what he's saying half the time, and he's yelling. And I don't know. And I, I didn't sign up for this, man.
0: Is Paul Verhoeven Dutch?
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. This is
4: actually one of his first English language films. Before this, he had done like uh, Blood and something with Rucker Hauer. And before that, he had just done nothing but, like, Dutch films in the Netherlands.
0: Rutger Hauer, A. Yep. Oh, that that explains. Okay, so that's why he would have been in this one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, I just wonder what all those those corporate yuppies were thinking, you know, when they're going into this meeting. It's like, oh, the boss has called a meeting. Come on, then. We better get along. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Little
4: did they
3: know. (laughs) That was so
5: great.
1: I think um – one of my notes was that they had the slowest stenographer of all time sitting there <laughs> next to <Yeah>. the <laughs>
5: guy.
1: She's, like, moving your hands, like, kind of slowly. Something tells
0: me she wasn't a real stenographer. Maybe <laughs> in the
1: future you just have to move your hands slow and it just does everything for you. She's
0: phoning it in. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like the spaceship in Galaxy Quest. You just kind of move your hands over the, the consoles. You're right.
3: She was probably traumatized for the rest of her life.
0: Oh, yeah. As was probably
3: most of the people in this room. I
0: don't know. (laughs) They seem to be taking it pretty well.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. Maybe it's not the first time. Their their corporate hunger is greater than than fear. (laughs) Uh
0: Yeah, Ronnie Cox is like, you know, it's just a hiccup. And the big boss is like, a hiccup? And you think he's going to be like... You killed the man. he's like this will cost us millions. of dollars. Disappointed in you, Dick. <laughs> You're not my son. I'm your father. <laughs>
3: my question is, um, how much is the old man in on all of these plans, or, or is he just really a, a great corporate visionary? and it's Oh, it's he's a visionary. It's like our. you
4: can tell, he doesn't know how half of this stuff is going. I mean, this is all like going on behind his back because he's like old, and he probably like has like five dogs. He spends most of his time with.
0: He just builds models of of cities all day. Yeah.
4: It's like, Dick, you got blood on my model.
1: Trusty <laughs> little minions that he that report to him, <laughs> or yeah, something. And, I don't know.
4: And, and right sitting right next to uh, Miguel Ferrer's character, like in the boardroom as they're panning down. What is up with that 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 Robert Palmer like power suit girl sitting right next to him? She is intense.
5: <laughs> so you got the slick
3: back hair and the Addicted power suit and the weird fluffy tie. Moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what you got to be like in the business world. It's With the, the 80s, here. George.
3: It's the 80s. Yeah. And <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: the guy, uh, Miguel Ferrer's friend, who uh, is, I think his character's name is Johnson.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnson.
0: I like that guy. A no lot. relation. I like the way he emotes in the movie. And then at the end, when uh, they find out that uh, Ronnie Cox set him up for his death he looks heartbroken he does like, <laughs> you killed my lovers i don't know <laughs> <It's really>
3: well <laughs> he he ends up doing quite well out of this because he's yeah. used a lot more in the sequel
4: he's the He'll only get, survivor run. pretty much <laughs> of like no, of the no hierarchy. The old, i was
3: gonna say because the old man is also in the sequel and he's used a lot more as a villain so that was kind of the background to my question because it seems like in the in the sequel it's it's more the old man's machinations uh, so I just wonder how much he really did know what was going on.
5: Oh.
4: Maybe he just
3: got, maybe he had
4: like a like a mental breakdown or his like senility kicked in. And he's like, oh, I should be ruling the world. I am a, I'm a am an old white guy. I, why should? Why shouldn't I rule the world?
0: Happens to the best of us.
1: You know, I, do, I don't want to get too into it, but it doesn't seem that far fetched to have <laughs> privatized police force. To yeah. me,
3: no, you're
4: Word. right. It's weird how how prescient this movie is and, and not like in the past 20 years but like in the last two years it's just taken right. on a whole new like oh robocop's a little creepy and like it's weird yeah. assumptions of what might the future be it's it's way less not too distant and like okay that was thursday
1: right yeah, yeah. that's how i'm feeling yep. right now
4: between the global just- issues the weird political stuff yeah nuclear testing and weird countries that shouldn't have nuclear weapons
5: I mean, apparently the
4: French built a neutron bomb. Yeah, and give it to That's South the- Africa.
3: Pretoria. What are they going to do with that?
0: That's- <laughs> Use it on the. That's the plot of Superman too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Aaron, I've got a question. Sure thing. What's up? Um, your Robocop toy. Yes. Did he keep his gun oh. in his leg?
0: The one he has right
3: now? No, unfortunately.
2: Uh, at least the one that I I had it, it possessed a small peg hole on the side that you could like I th- put Aww. the gun into, That's- and the the gun itself had the
0: peg on
2: it. Yeah okay. did you did yeah. you
4: like twirl it around before you put it on his leg?
2: Uh, it was far too small, but I'm <laughs> sure I tried. <laughs> I'm sure I tried.
4: You twirled, you just like it holding it, it yeah, popping <laughs> it
2: around a <laughs> bit. You know it. You know it. Yeah, I just I Those think toys I were so good.
1: One of those too, even though I had no idea, like anything about Robocop I, I immediately <laughs> lost
2: the helmet. By the way, that, that, was, a, oh, that really? was a feature. The helmet could be removed, so you could see, like you know, Peter Weller's like, like, half sad face, bald like head. The, yeah, like the yeah, front face. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't like that head. <laughs> the, the head view, right, right. It's <laughs> a bit
3: disturbing, God. isn't it? don't, don't It's also fun. funny because
4: the boardroom scene when uh, when Cox hands um, like Mister uh, about to be dead the handgun. That handgun was supposed <laughs> to be RoboCop's gun, but that's giant. But but yeah, as big as it looks in their hands, when they put it in in the in the suit hands, it looked like a little pistol. So like That's, no, yep. so they had to take a Beretta and put a bunch of like weird trick tricked out stuff all over it, and like this and that, to like, you know, like to make it look really like an extender and all that sort of stuff. So it's they just had to like throw every trick in the book to get a gun big enough to fit his hand.
0: Yeah. wow. And Frank Miller
2: comes along. It, yeah, they tried really hard to make that gun like the. <whistles> in this movie too because like the whole like firing range scene yeah with the oh, brr- brr- awesome
3: brr- <laughs> oh the brr- noise s- 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 oh, right, is <laughs> and, and also you <laughs> later in the drug factory you get a really good kind of uh, uh good audio on this on this gun's noise it's awesome yeah yeah
1: is there supposed to be kind of a romance brewing between him and his partner no
0: no, no. Overhoven specifically did not want yeah. her character to be sexualized. Yeah. They, oh. they cut okay. her hair like four
5: or
4: five times to get it short enough to where they could like masculine, masculize her, masculinize her enough to like not be like this, you know, 80s mentality. Like, oh, you have short hair, you're a lesbian, that sort of thing. So they were, uh, they, they really did do a lot of like, you know, we're tweaking on her character. And initially it was supposed to be played by Stephanie Zimbalist because. Uh,
1: oh my God. Remington Steel had with her just <laughs> got, he had just
4: got canceled. And so like, Oh sure. You're free. But they, they didn't like, you know, they didn't like the vibe. And so they were looking for someone a little bit more, um, you know, neutral, I guess. So they, they finally went with uh, Nancy Allen.
1: Okay. That That's interesting.
4: But yeah, by the time he and her like meet for real, like after like, you know, He's been transformed. All of his parts are gone. (laughs) Like, yeah. like you had that whole one scene where they're like, listen, I didn't pay you to leave the arm on.
1: Are He's
4: ours. On. Get the arm off, you know? So they took him back and basically kept everything but the brain stem and then replaced it. So I'm pretty sure her penis was low on the list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still in there. At least he gets to enjoy, like, baby food or yeah. something, right?
3: We managed what to is- save his what- left testicle.
2: No, <laughs> just <literally> that. That. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. But it's what in a jar on a shelf. It's not actually active.
1: <laughs> we got
0: these special digital testicles. I want you to install uh,
1: <laughs> that part when um, they're eight bit. He's when he tells her that the targeting system is off, and mm-hmm. she helps him. Oh yeah. It, for some reason, that song by Foreigner, "I Want to Know What Love Is," like <laughs> I just immediately
2: thought of that. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> Do that. And
0: slow down the scene. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: We'll have to re edit
0: that. That or or Shot in the Heart? Oh, uh, yeah.
4: You give love a bad name. Shot in the Mm -hmm. baby. Little Bon Jovi cranking in. (laughs) (laughs) Shot in the ketchup bottle. That's what I kept
1: thinking the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Ketchup on people. Except he's singing
4: Shot in the Parts. (laughs)
1: Shot (laughs) in the
3: Parts. One of my favorite scenes in this whole movie is the bathroom scene. Where, Which one? Uh, where Bob Morton and oh, his, his okay. mate go into the executive washroom. And you Dick totally Jones Swiss is here. So, so I was
4: trying to think of like, a part where Robocop was used in the bathroom. I was like, did that happen? Did I miss that? Did I pull a demolition man on that one? <laughs> but no, yeah, continue,
3: you no. Know, that's a great scene. Uh, no, I was just going to say, because the um, the two actors, you know, Miguel Ferrer and Ronnie Cox, um, they came up with the whole, the, the really creepy bit where Dick Jones runs his fingers through Bob Morton's hair and, uh, and then grabs it from behind you and, you know, you F with the wrong guy. And, and, uh, I just really like that when, when actors kind of get together and this is what I got from watching one of the kind of specials on the, on the Blu-ray was, uh, was that they just got together and say, right, well, how are we going to play this? And, uh, and they came up with that between the two of them. And, uh, I just, I love it when actors do that. And it was, well, I, this, sorry. sorry, go on. No, 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 it finish that. No, no, that was it.
4: Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say that um, as violent and as brutal as this movie is, they don't pull any punches with language or anything like that. But Bob Jones, and this is like, I used to talk about the old man behind his back, called him hard <laughs> ass. One time I even called him asshole.
2: Like,
1: like, <laughs> like this is some
4: great big secret. I used to
1: call him Boner, Boner. stupid head. Yeah,
4: and then he would like pause, like he was looking around to make sure the old man wasn't still there. But like, I called
0: him (laughs) old asshole. But there was respect. (laughs) I'm like, (sighs) he's he's afraid the same thing's going to happen to him that just happened to Miguel Ferrer, where he walks in talking. Everyone else is like, "Oh crap, I got to Yeah, get they, out they here all run because, away. You know, it's so, so funny. Yeah, so
3: and, and so funny. the guy, like like b- his, his mate was like halfway through having a pee, and his, he just zips up and <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> big he, piss spot on his pants. Like, I gotta go. Yeah, got a meeting. Got to run. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but yeah, that 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 the, the thing is, the older <laughs> I get, the more ridiculous that conversation gets for me because it's so displaced with like, there's so nah. much. Going on around this bit, and then like this was such a stat, it's like so vanilla by comparison.
1: Boner. <laughs> yeah, how does That's that work? Actually, ass. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, how did, how did he call his boss a boner? And it was He's like so a real. really bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was and he says respect, it like that
4: so. boner every time, just like hand yeah. by the mouth. Yeah. Mm.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <No point.
4: laughs> oh.
0: So, let's talk about the violence.
4: Yes, let's. Yes.
0: What, what do you guys think your favorite moment of violence in this movie is? Oh, my gosh. Aaron, go first. <laughs> um,
2: uh, there's too many. Okay. There's just too many. There are too
0: many. <laughs>
2: uh, I guess easily one of my top favorite scenes is when, uh, is when uh, Ed Ed gets destroyed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just think that's just fantastic, and like the way is like his little robot the feet little shake chicken legs in his death throws, in his around, death yeah. throes, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily probably one of my faves. Yeah.
0: yeah. You mean when he gets blown like blown away, like off screen at the end? Yeah, generally? or yeah. he's not off screen; he's just yeah.
2: right there. Yeah. Well, his little his little feet shake and at then the end. He, it's like, walks. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, because
4: it's so degaff He pulls up, parks. Whips out the massive hand cannon that you know, and then he just like pops it up, pulls the trigger, and then he's like, "Done." He's like, "There's no, yep. there's no monologuing. There's no muss. There's no fuss. It's just one, two, three, boom, done, gone." It was you it was are the, illegally uh, parked on control private control. property.
3: <laughs> you have twenty <laughs> seconds to move your vehicle, <laughs> <can't>. or I'll <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> no bueno. Oh. Uh.
0: All right. What about you, Neil?
3: Um, my favorite piece of violence. Uh, it, it actually, this is a bit of a personal one because um, you know when Robocop goes into the nightclub um, to find Leon. Yes. And he has, and, and Leon tries to kick him in the nuts, and <laughs> you know breaks his foot, and then and then Robocop kind of grabs him by the hair and drags him out. Um, that, that's, that's yeah. my favorite bit of violence because A, it's quite funny, but B, I, um, when I was a kid, I don't know what I was doing in class, but one of my teachers felt the need to drag me out by my hair, which sounds quite <laughs> nasty, yes. but this actually happened. And, and believe me, this is extremely painful. <laughs> and, uh, and so that oh, brings back man. these, uh, yeah. real, real life memories for me. If you just
4: apply a, like a stuntman stage acting perspective, um, anytime you do a hair pull like that, you see them grab the hand as in like they're fighting it. doesn't help. But what they're really doing is they're pulling the pulling against the hand to reduce the pressure on the head. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't so help. So that doesn't happen. doesn't help, George. Right. Well, they're also Believe like – everyone has to be on the same page. They're like not having that be a brutal thing and your teacher's like, I don't care. <laughs>
1: yeah. In the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, they oh, do yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: WWE Yeah,
4: WWF was up. like, you know So 20 years ago <laughs> I,
1: <know.
4: laughs> I still call it WWF I know, I... Now it's just pandas hitting each <laughs> other With folding chairs
0: <laughs> It's about time uh, George, do you have one- Oh, actually, before we go on I just want to say about that Why is it future movies Always have dance club scenes Because
3: clubs
2: are a hit, man nightclubs like, actually, actually, uh, in the 80s yeah, were awesome uh, the I was thinking Outlander exactly when you said that Joel yeah. Terminator yeah, yeah. Terminator, yeah. especially the
4: 80s yeah but um, Ber- um, Verhoeven Total actually has a cameo in the club scene after he kicks him in the crotch and he starts pulling him away there's one guy who's like really animated that's the director yeah. he's like popping himself like yeah. I would be in the scene Yeah, I want to dance with some like <laughs> fun disco girls
0: like uh, we need you to direct. No, I'm dancing. I'm
3: dancing with the ladies. I'm shaking. There's my also ladies leg. in there with their boobs out. If
1: what?
3: you watch that uh, that nightclub scene, it just pans through right at the start, and it and it follows him through. And there's there's a couple of ladies with their boobs out.
0: Okay, hold on. I gotta pause <laughs> okay. God, Excuse just me. Go, uh,
3: research.
0: That. <laughs> Check this out. Are you dancing boobs? <laughs>
2: Joel just got an anime nosebleed.
1: <laughs> oh, just saying. He <laughs>
2: did.
1: No. I, I think in the future, shirts are optional. Yeah.
5: Shirts and oh, yeah. skins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> shirts are optional. What, George, do you have a favorite violent I moment? I feel like one of my
4: favorite violent moments is um, when he's – near the end when he's, his execution of Voddiker, because it's like that yep. callback to the spike and it's like an information thing, but it's also like he, it's just, I love the use of it as a weapon, like an improvised thing. You know, he's like rolling for an improvised weapon on that one. I love that bit. And and the thing is, it's one of those moments that is not graphically displayed. It's like he whips it out and he kind of like, you just see sort of like a splash of blood on his chest plate. You don't see him actually like, impaling Boddicker and like all the weird crazy stuff that goes on with that it's just a quick little thing it's a callback and it's it's nice and like a circular and poetic and it's this weird little homage to information being power and all that stuff to me anyway so um yeah I like that bit
0: that's pretty good I mean it's it's brutal but like more I I feel like it's up there with you know Murphy's death scene the the way his his neck just starts you know erupting Mm -hmm.
3: Yuck. It's quite restrained, if if anything, though, right? I mean, like you say, you don't actually see the spike going into his neck, which. Yeah, and that's the this thing is, like, that's a six inch will...
4: piece of metal that's just being shammed, shoved into this guy's, like, trachea. There's going to be a yeah. mess, and they don't really, like, they take a second and don't show everything. So I, I like that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Robocop gets good spray down. Oh, yeah. He does.
1: Bro. Yeah, that was Sweeney Toddish.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Delicious pies for everyone. I was liking that scene uh, right after that where he's calling the uh, Nancy Allen's character and she's like, I'm not doing this. So she, she says, I'm a like, mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll fix you. They fix everything. Like, no, no, she's probably going to die, man. <laughs> They'll turn you into a robo woman.
1: No. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I got. They'll from fix that. you up into a Robo. Oh.
2: Yeah. There is a a script of that somewhere on someone's floor right now
4: i'm oh, sure here's the thing though you know you know you know that if they turned her into a robocop she would have a chest plate with boobs on it
0: yes and that's yeah they take every I mean, they pain, they, pain the in this ent-
4: they take every pain to desexualize her but if they turned her into a robocop like well she she we she, she, she has to have a figure i mean come on so give her some hips and give her some tits we're good
0: she doesn't have any of that flesh. You made us get exactly. rid of Exactly. Yeah, but come on.
2: I imagine you're sort of like RC the Transformer, but like the Robocop <laughs> version.
0: <laughs> I'm glad those two know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have one, Sarah? I mean, I know you're not too hot on the violence.
1: I, I uh texted Joel before I watched this this morning because he he watched it last night while I was out somewhere and um I was like what should I do with my eyes because I knew like it was going to be <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff happening I didn't want to see but uh the over, the most over the top for me was the toxic waste uh gag reflex oh, yeah. moment oh man um, that was
5: so gross I kind of
1: couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even believe that was like Poor. ever an idea. <laughs> Poor, <Emil. laughs> Poor guy.
2: <laughs> <But> Con- confession, <laughs> confession. Uh, I, I really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I really liked see. it. It was for me. It was the opposite. It was a little bit of. I was like, oh, what a cool addition. <laughs>
4: See, it wasn't so much the, the like, like the, the, it, it was just how he looked. And then when, when Clarence hit him with the car and he explodes like a water balloon yeah. and like yeah, this weird like, like blast of like viscera and like goo or <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, Neil, gunge, gunge. It was just, yeah. it's just, it, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's one of the grossest yeah. movie moments in the 80s by yes. far. It's yeah. pretty
1: amazing. It was a gross out moment. I I think that for me was the most memorable. But his death scene, um, his original when, um, what's his name again? Ooh, Murphy. Murphy gets killed in oh, the yeah. first That's place. Really,
3: it is nasty. It's a real <laughs> execution style. It's and she's watching through like the, the fence, and she can't help. Yeah, it's I really think what's nasty. so
4: unsettling about yeah. that yeah. Is
3: so much like
4: it's the violence, but it's also the 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 dummies they make are so well within the uncanny valley that it's, it's, I mean, let's go back to total recall. There's some stuff in there where, where the, the models they make are so grotesque because they just look human enough to be recognizable, but are also not quite human enough to be viable. And there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. with the, with the, with the cast they make for the violence and the shooting and the explosions that it's, it's much more unsettling because it's not a real person. It's like this weird fake, creepy bo- creepy thing
1: yeah i thought about all the executions and like godfather and stuff like oh yeah when they go and shoot everybody i kind of felt like there were some moments in this that reminded me of that kind of like execution like sunny's
4: execution in the, to- say- in the in the tow booth you know that's yeah. just very yeah. over the top as far everything else is kind of like okay one bullet one bullet one bullet but that's like 47 and he just sort of like yeah, does that weird dance guy. of death yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very similar to what happens at the end of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, it's like, see, that's the violence I still feel like I'm used to seeing nowadays. Like people, yeah, they're getting shot and stuff like that. But you're not seeing gore. I mean, that's mm-hmm. this is like, hey, you wanted to see this, right? Here's your punishment. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah.
3: Did you have a, Did you have a favorite, Joel? Yeah, Joel. Your turn. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to I was going to say the toxic waste thing, but since we've already talked about that. Help me! Uh, I, Help yeah. me!
1: Oh man. Oh man. It's
0: so out of left field. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, there's a big old vat of toxic waste over here.
1: <laughs> and it does that, and the guy keeps walking and yelling yeah. oh. anyway. Like, wouldn't he be dead in the you truck? You think?
0: Well, he but was he gets wh- flushed <laughs> out the yeah. back yeah. like a turd <laughs> in a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the Avengers (laughs)
4: together. He would have become a superhero if he hadn't got splattered by the car.
0: That's right. Yeah. Like, here's our newest. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Back to the drawing board. Uh, I I very much enjoyed the part where uh, Boddicker first finally gets the crap beaten Mm -hmm. out of him, and then he gets thrown around. Yeah, like defenestrated and just knocked on tables and eventually he's like wait 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 what what no no you can't do this to me mm. like you're a cop it's a yeah very satisfying scene
4: uh, a funny story about that is um they were really worried that the police community would be very upset that the fact that RoboCop was not officially reading him his Miranda rights but still beating the crap out of him while he was doing an abbreviated version so they did a test screening of that scene for like a bunch of police officers and they were hooting and hollering and screaming and like they were so (laughs) pumped about it because they're like oh I've always wanted to do that just beat the crap out of some guy you know it was
2: To- work, 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 workplace work uh, yeah, fantasy. Exactly. They were all in their <laughs> deepest
4: fantasy fulfillment right there because they were like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, you could do that?
3: Wait. Yeah. There was so there was a little funny bit on that.
5: Go, Robocop, go. <laughs>
3: but, but my favorite part <laughs> of yeah, that scene, go though, it. is, uh, or the drug factory bit, is, um, is when the two guys are posturing against each other and uh, uh-huh. he dips his fingers in the red wine and sniffs it. What <laughs> is it? that? I don't, know. I don't I, I get didn't know that. that. Thing.
4: <laughs> I've never done
5: it's cocaine, a wine
4: and I don't even like to drink red wine, so I can't imagine snorting either one of them. Well, uh, <laughs> no, it's
3: actually cocaine. Right? <laughs> sure. You get those <laughs> tannins the right
4: to the brain.
3: But then the other guy takes a drink out of it. I'm like, ooh, yep. You don't know where his fingers have been. Well, that's pretty
4: like like light colored for like a like a Pinot Noir or a Claire. It's like it's pretty pretty watered down looking.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the future, they can't get the you know quality of wine that we're. This, yeah. this is the whole great production
4: <laughs> in- issue. And uh, okay, so we're, we're we're to the drug factory, or at least heading there. There's another funny. So I think is I've just absorbed so much trivia for this movie. The whole drugs like shootout between Robocop and the things it's like very like pop 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 super fast. But it wasn't designed mm-hmm. to be that way because the automatic weapon dummies they had kept malfunctioning. So they'd only get like two or three shots off before they would jam. <laughs> so they just kept having to like – they only had like two or three seconds of feasible footage per each setup. So they kept having to jump around so much because that's all the footage they had. <laughs> nice.
2: that, makes that makes a lot of sense. Oh, but at wow. the same time, it was <laughs> a
4: very kinetic, very energetic, massively intense scene. But it was because it was – you know that's what they had to work with.
1: I guess yeah. I didn't really think about the logistics of it, but it must have taken quite a lot to be able to pull this mm. off. Yeah. It doesn't oh, yeah. I mean, doesn't look like a future Detroit even, but I like mean it's Canada. I kind of <laughs> I kind of wondered where they yeah, where they were.
3: Future Canada. Most of it was filmed in Dallas. Oh, future <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then the
1: That makes sense.
3: Yeah, and then they built oh, yeah. yeah, and Oh, are you coming with me, y'all? <laughs> you're a <move> creep <laughs> yeah but then the um, the ironworks I think that was out in Pennsylvania or something did you read about that George that was somewhere uh, else no, anyway no
4: location. I have a I have a, another story about the ironworks but <laughs> I don't know what the location was
0: that's where the toxic waste yeah. was in Pennsylvania makes yeah because
4: I mean most of Pennsylvania is like toxic waste right
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, where, that's where gremlins takes
4: place is Pennsylvania it makes sense
0: yeah. um, oh Totally. Yep. yep.
3: So I, so I like that the, the dip in the, the fingers in the red wine by Kurtwood Smith. And I feel like that was probably another thing where he's just like, this is what I'm going to do. And then Total another, actor and improv, yeah. yeah. And then another, another really good example of that, I think is when, um, when Clarence Bodica goes to see, so he's got out of prison and uh, he goes to see Dick Jones, goes up <laughs> to his office, just yeah. walks straight in. <laughs> yeah. And, and he goes up to his secretary and uh, he he's, he sticks his gum. He takes his gum out and he sticks his gum on a nameplate. Yeah. Yeah. After he hits on her unsuccessfully. <laughs> and then he hits on her. It's like <laughs> such an asshole. You can have that gun.
4: I got some free time later. Yeah.
3: Oh, he's such an asshole.
4: The bit in the police station after um he pulls him in, and the bit where he like spits like the bloody glob on the on the sign in book. Yeah. He's just giving my phone call. That was total an improv because by that point, Kurt Smith is like Hoven is such a he is so into like bloodlust and like blood gore and like he has a, like a weird blood fetish that like he'll probably really like this and so he just improvised that and it, and it got in the movie. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's really gross. <laughs> but all just those get, things give add so much call. color to his character, right? Oh, he's so, he's one of yeah. the more vibrant colors in this movie, characters in mm-hmm. this movie. But he gets overshadowed by the fact that, that he is surrounded by so much violence. It's it's like. Everything's turned up to 11, so nothing stands out. But if you really break it down, he is one of the most interesting parts of this movie.
1: Yeah, usually if I'm watching a movie that's not subtitled, I can like paint while I'm watching it and stuff. (laughs) And this morning when I started this up, I was like, Oh, there is so much happening that I cannot paint right now. I have to paint. I'd like to see what you would
3: paint when you're watching this movie. That's exactly what
4: I was thinking. (laughs) It's like love to see Sarah's Robocop painting. (laughs) (laughs) Robocop (laughs) painting. It's just like a big splatter of red.
1: It's a challenge. You have to...
3: Pa- yeah, painting yeah. by Robocop. Maybe
1: I should... Yeah. It should be a thing. A class. Yeah, it should be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> try. It, it's like a fortitude thing. Like, watch Robocop, but also paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, Amazing. I'm just picturing at the moment Robocop,
4: but like doing a Bob Ross type show where he's got the palette. <laughs> he's just like, and over here, we have a happy little tree.
1: Right. I can't move his hand. <laughs> it's just like a straight line.
0: Everything he does is square. This is a hillside. Ross uh-huh.
2: Bobo Cop. Yeah. Bobo Cop. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
0: All right, you two get around.
2: You shut up, Joel. <laughs> yeah
5: we're
4: having a good time
0: yeah Joel. (laughs) thank you thank you all right is there anything else uh, you guys want to talk about important Mm. i mean we just barely Mm. scraped yeah this is one of those movies
4: where like not to like overly but but, yeah neil and i break a movie down minute by minute (laughs) so we're used to like the minutiae yeah. And this is one of those movies where it would not be hard at all to do that. Because sometimes no. you with these lulls. <laughs> this is, nope, there's none of that. This is just all killer, no filler.
2: I, I really enjoyed how you two painted a picture for me of a lot of these scenes in this Robocop movie. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm very thankful to hear it from your guys' uh, perspective. Sure. Thank ha- you. Happy Little Bloody <laughs> <Thank> Trees.
0: <you.
5: laughs>
2: it was great. It was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right from the beginning, this this movie opens interesting with that, like, over. You know, uh, the shot of uh, going over the city and then, you know, Robocop. And then immediately, yeah. like... It's a cold open, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. There's yeah. no credits. It just yeah. starts.
0: And it changes to the less quality, you know, TV screen, basically, while we're watching the news. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like, like we said, like, you get sucked in and you, you stick for the whole ride. Like, you can't look away.
4: Oh, and just a quick little touch in on the um, score, which was by Basil Polidorus, who also does all, did all the he did all the Conan scores.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. so that, that's that's yes. that commonality.
4: It has that very like sweeping, like grand, yep. lots of horns, lots of intensity, lots of like m- almost like a martial, like militaristic type thing. Yeah, that's because that's exciting. That same guy.
0: That's cool. That's right. That's one of my notes. Uh, when the when the theme song came in, I liked how there was like the anvil hit.
4: Boom. boom! Yeah, it's like this. Got the horns. Bum 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 bum. But it's mm. like ding. Like who puts anvil hits in the middle of their score?
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: it's beautiful. It's it's well, one of the more memorable parts of the whole movie. Is just that 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 refrain, the Robocop
3: theme. And and while we're mentioning kind of legends that are, worked on this movie, the um, the matte paintings by Rocco Joffrey, uh, who's a no? legendary matte painting um, artist who also did uh, the two map paintings that are in our movie, Gremlins, uh, and just worked on Indiana Jones and Star Wars and all those guys throughout the eighties.
0: That's awesome. That
2: is so
3: cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so
4: they had Rocco Joffrey, they had Phil Tippett, Basil Polidorus. I mean, this movie had some heavy hitters in it. Oh, big time. Yeah. We're talking just on production level, not even like the director and the actor and the writer and all that sort of, even though the, like the whole story of the thing itself was like a weird, he saw a poster for Blade Runner and it's like, what's that movie about? He's like, oh, it's about a cop hunting robots. He's like, you know what's cool? A robot cop. And then he starts writing a script <laughs> about it.
2: <laughs> a robot cop hunting humans. <laughs>
4: Perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so he had a thing about a, a, a robot that becomes a cop. And then another the other co-writer had a story about a cop who becomes a robot. And so they just like, <laughs> let's finish it together. Let's get some chocolate and my peanut butter. And they got together and they wrote this script.
5: Amazing.
2: Nice. So,
0: you know what's cool? This refreshing beverage. Ooh. How how did Frank Miller get involved in all
2: this? That's my question.
3: So he came in Do for the know? sequel. Uh, he wrote the, oh, okay. the screenplay on the okay. sequel, okay. and um, it, the the two the two writers here wrote a, a screenplay for the sequel. Um, and it was it was called Robocop: The Corporate Wars, or Robocop Two: The Corporate Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the studio. Didn't oh the, it was an issue. There was an issue with the writing strike that happened at the same time, and so the the script kind of never really got where it was supposed to go, um, okay. And it stalled for a, for a period, and I think the studio then just you know this isn't happening now, and then they brought in Frank Miller, and they brought in um Irvin Kirshner to direct, and so they just went oh, with the whole, new, whole new team. Yeah, the oh, Kirsch. Kirsch. Can you believe it? Hey, we
0: What we got over cool. here is a Robo cool. Cap. <laughs>
3: the second one's actually a really good movie too it's a good fun movie and there's a lot of kind of like just craziness about it that diff- different kind of craziness to this but also equally kind of um iconic or things that resonate you know like the body like Kane and uh and that little kid who's also a baddie but you know takes over and that's kind of weird so there's a lot of weirdness that's that's quite cool about the sequel too awesome awesome Two, two, just really quick things about Peter Weller because just reading up on him for the show. Um He was he was in character for the first two weeks on set, and so everyone got a memo, and you were only allowed to call him Murphy or Robocop depending on what was being shot.
4: Yeah, yeah, he stayed in costume
3: character the whole time.
5: Yeah, he, yeah. He,
4: he stayed in. He stayed. He was totally he stayed in, in, in character the whole time. Even to the point where Verhoeven was like, "I can't deal with this."
1: I, I yeah, got go. It lasted what like two mean? weeks, and then
3: he had, and he was like,
1: Method. Peter.
3: Got to stop this." Also, another little he was there.
1: laying in a room full of metal. He could only smell metal when he went to sleep,
4: <laughs> and he only ate baby food. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What else could make oh, this no! Real? Oh, no. What else could make this real? Um, <laughs> people had to tell him what year it was. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he, only,
0: he only bought things for a dollar. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Another funny
4: thing is that he almost got replaced after um, initial shooting because – he had such trouble with the suit being different than what he planned, that, and it was so uncomfortable that he started complaining about it so much that they they actively looked to start replacing him. Oh, but really? then he, you know, he, he basically sucked it up and got over it, and they probably couldn't find anybody to fit it fit it anyway. So they said, mm-hmm. "Never mind." But there was an actual a bit where they're about to pull Michael J. Fox, uh, Eric Stoltz, and replace him mid-shoot.
2: Could have got Doug Jones. <laughs> I just visualized that moment where he's dreaming about his family and that look on his face when he's, you know. Moving his head back and forth. <laughs> I was expecting, you guys.
1: I never <laughs> saw this movie before. I was expecting there to be some, like you know, his entire family got gunned down or something. Oh but
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, they just they just moved away.
1: Yeah.
3: And actually, they <laughs> didn't they're know. in the sequel as well, and the sequel goes a lot more into the relationship between RoboCop and his and his wife.
1: Oh, I see.
3: Yeah. And, and I have remake,
0: something to tell you. They're present.
4: Very, 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 very long drawn-out pause. I
0: love you. Oh! Oh, man, thanks. You're welcome. I love
3: you too, George.
0: <laughs> it, the, the, very quickly, the other thing
3: that I read about Peter Weller is that he has a PhD in Italian Renaissance art history. Because that's what you do when you're an that, actor. I thought that was that's cool. That's amazing. Good for him. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when he's not miming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, not <laughs> in he's in got, in he's got a
4: secondary PhD in mime. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, that's that's Doctor Weller,
2: and an honorary doctorate I, in basket weaving. I, I need to ask you two gentlemen. Oh uh, please, um, there there was a comic book that came out, an Amazing Spider-Man comic book oh. to be exact. Uh, and this comic book stars a kid who's having trouble. Uh, uh, um, I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, he's having trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, with the concept of reality and uh, uh, and, and what, what's what's going on is is that there's this movie about this cop that's a robot <laughs> that's right. not RoboCop that this kid is like obsessed with and and so like he finds a gun on the street or something like that. And so, like, but he thinks that he can be just like RoboCop or, oh. what, or the proposed RoboCop. RoboCop. I, I was just wondering if you gentlemen had ever heard about this uh, this amazing Spider-Man comic, uh, uh. where Spider-Man was able to tell him tell this this poor kid that no, yeah. you're not RoboCop. Mm, yeah, that
3: sounds like a life lesson I've never had. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not head <laughs> of the comic, but it sounds like I was that kid. Yeah, I'm like this
1: could have helped some kids. It yeah. was a public but, service. Was the
3: name name Neil?
2: <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yes. Uh, it, it it was a comic book that, that I think my mom
1: gave. Wow, me. sounds good. You so said your mom was cool.
4: I mean that that's pretty solid. You know, giving your kids comic you can books. Watch
1: RoboCop, but you have to read the Spider-Man afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
4: yeah, my parents would let me listen There's to game. pop radio. So getting comic books from your parents, that's that's high, that's high dollar right
0: there. Oh uh, yeah, I just got that like Stay Off Drugs Marvel comic special issue. So. <laughs> No fun for me, <laughs>
4: Captain America. Don't do drugs, kids.
0: <laughs> okay, if we're uh, if we're good, I'm going to read the outro stuff. Uh, sure. You guys think of a lesson for this movie? Thanks a lot for being on. By thank the way, thank you so much for <laughs> guesting. Thanks, oh, for, thanks having for having us. You're
3: great.
1: And for recommending RoboCop, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. I, I did, oh no, I, it's
3: no, because I'm I'm a big fan of the show, and I I did remember like after suggesting this that oh yeah, Sarah doesn't really like the violent ones, and I just That's suggested okay. RoboCop. This helps her grow it's as honest- a person. <laughs> I'm
1: kind of glad that I know what everybody's been talking about all this time there now. You go, so then. I was like, you know, fantastic. Yeah, and I and it, I did enjoy watching it. I just. I was oh, like, good. this isn't going to make my top whatever list.
4: It's <laughs> not your Desert weird. Island film? No.
1: <laughs> no, it's
0: just Demolition Man. <laughs>
4: what, what are you there talking about? No I've never seen this movie. What are you talking that. about? At
0: first night.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> night. I almost spit drink out of my nose at first night. <laughs> oh, Sorry.
0: <no. laughs> oh, boy. Is it mug repeat?
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> this is an amalgamation.
4: I've added a few things since then.
0: Oh, El mug. Okay, outro stuff. Hey Aaron, Sarah, everybody else? Yes. You gotta suggest or comment, right into don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. If you are a subscriber, please, 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 please leave us a rating or a written review on whatever podcatcher that you listen to us on. Increases our visibility, more people see us, more suggestions, more movies, more fun. Please, if you have a chance, leave us a rating. Thank you in advance. And uh, check out our podcast network. We are part of the Ear Trumpet Audio Podcast Network, along with some other great shows like Kill by Kill or Pet Cinematary, Taxes and Tater Tots, <laughs> all really good stuff. And uh, if you have a, a few extra dollars and you enjoy our stuff, we do have a Patreon for our uh, audio network. It is at patreon.com slash eartrumpet. You just throw a couple of dollars our way, we would really appreciate that. That'll help us keep... Everything running smoothly here in uh podcast land. Thank you for listening, either way, Aaron. Thank you. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no thank so you. So I forgot to warn you guys about lessons. You were supposed to think of a lesson oh, I was talking about that, so uh that was that was unfair of me. I apologize. But uh, uh how about my lesson is Mogwai minute is real good. You guys should listen to that.
3: <laughs> Thank you. We agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> how about it's <laughs> a good lesson? How about never say bad things about your boss in the executive washroom?
2: That is a great lesson. Like specifically, you never know who's in the traps.
0: Yep, yeah. that's true. He's a cocky son of a bitch, but I, I like that Miguel Ferrer. Oh yeah, yeah he's young too.
3: and dumb and full of explosives. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, and never drink red wine after a guy stuck his fingers in it.
2: Also, yeah. very good lesson. Oh, <laughs> do you think that's why he got shot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think uh, my lesson from this movie is is that uh, if you're a um, let me set this let me set the stage here, if you're a uh, a um, a realtor, okay. a realtor, um, in in this proposed Robocop future, uh, and you're tr- you're trying to sell a house, right? Uh, hot tip: more TVs
3: with people
1: <laughs> yelling
2: at you about the about the house. The features. Oh yeah,
3: yeah and Tidy up as well. There's like rubbish all over the place. there's oh, trash and everywhere.
0: <laughs> Serious. Yeah, that plant that just died.
1: Yeah, it looks like. It looked like someone was squatting there or something. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, That's right. Yeah. Ready for someone to what move in. What are you in.
0: doing in my house? Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: What are you doing in my waters?
1: <laughs>
3: oh, I got another one. Always wait oh, for backup.
2: Please. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Spoken wow.
3: like a true yeah. British guy. D- don't go in there.
2: Just wait. I do, <laughs> they're I, not going I anywhere. Like
4: Honestly, this would have been a really short movie and a pretty obvious uh, yeah, object lesson to like, maybe just wait five minutes. You know, they're, they're <laughs> obviously they're hanging out. They're not going anywhere.
0: Hold back. There you go. Yeah, this is like their gang hangout.
2: Yeah. I feel like that lesson, though, uh, might have saved a lot of cops' lives, to be honest.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: They're like, oh, man, I want to end up like RoboCop. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Or I'd love the, to be like RoboCop. That's a very good object lesson, Neil.
0: Good job. <laughs> That's true. All right.
1: Um, my lesson.
0: Yes, if you have one.
3: Good business is See. where you find it. <laughs> <laughs> where it.
0: Neil, we're trying to think uh, of a lesson. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if you're a high powered VP in the future, wear pee resistant pants.
5: Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's going to get splashed
4: down. I mean, yeah. It's going to happen.
1: Uh, I really can't think of anything. I mean, I guess my lesson for me is um, if you're a scared little girl when you hear about a violent robot movie, you should go with your gut and not watch it until <laughs> you're older because you'll probably be horrified for the rest of your life from the visuals in it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good That's fair. That's fair.
0: Fair enough. George, do you
4: have anything? Um, Yeah.
0: Besides
4: the VP, <laughs> Besides the VPP. Um, <laughs> 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 if you're in the future and you're a police officer and you need to get the job done, nothing does it better than a tricked out Ford Taurus.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The car was
1: That's sweet. a really <laughs> That's reliable a- ride. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I can imagine them going, like, okay, what's the car we can get for like the largest number but for the least amount of four Taurus? Perfect. Let's put some lights on it and go.
0: Paint it black.
4: <laughs> Rolling Stone awesome. style.
0: See, my, my lesson is that if you fill your movie full of symbolism, you know, anti corporation, anti greed, anti, you know, or look at this violence, this is what you want, isn't it? Ha ha ha, you know, whatever. Then. You should probably think about the scene where you have RoboCop shooting bottles of baby food. Maybe the baby's face shouldn't be front and center when you <laughs> blow it away. <laughs> or were you trying to tell me something, Mister Verhoeven? Or maybe, maybe it should.
4: Maybe by Ooh. shooting the babyhood baby food, he was executing his own post his virility because he no longer had bits.
0: Oh, oh crap! You're right.
4: Yeah. He was was closing that chapter of his life.
0: That potential sensual moment Mm -hmm. where she's she's, uh,
1: potential. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Potential. (laughs) This guy. It
1: was like that frustration (laughs) release that um, Keanu Reeves does in Point Break. Uh, He just starts screaming and yelling. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Oh, that's the
4: thing. is like when he shot the baby food jars, they splattered everywhere. I mean, symbolism, Varhoven, Dutch, weird co-ed shower yeah. scenes just saying
5: yes.
0: <laughs> I think we figured it out
2: I feel like that series of words you just used activated a mole somewhere I'm pretty sure someone is now
4: <laughs> going to assassinate a political figure <laughs> we all
5: have our fingers crossed as like which one. <laughs>
0: Oh man I can't pick I've got to too many favorites too
1: many lessons from this
0: so many lessons all this right. is such a lesson movie <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week folks thank you for listening bye
5: bye, bye. bye. thank you bye, bye.
2: TrumpetAudio.com. Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.